the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. They say those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Nothing like learning from the life of David to avoid some major mistakes in life, as we'll see next on Truth For Today. Join us. Of all the characters save Jesus Christ in the Bible, none command the attention like David. And for good reason. His life is a life that we can look at and find major mistakes and major successes and do our best to emulate them. As Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And we can do the same with David, and that's exactly what we're doing here in our series, The Life of David. Welcome. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. How to comfort a troubled heart is the subject of our time today. Here's Pastor Phil. Lloyd-Jones wrote a book on spiritual depression. The best line in it is there's two kinds of people, those who listen to their heart and those who talk to it. And the godly always talk to their heart. Don't pay any attention to your heart. Grab it by the throat and talk to it. And that's what the psalmist is doing. Why are you discouraged? Why are you down and out? Learn to talk to yourself. Huh? Why? Well, you sound like there's two people in there. There's a lying heart, a lying heart. Jeremiah said it's deceitful and desperately wicked. And it's saying, you'll never praise God again. You're not going to get through this time. It's over. It's over for you. And he said, I kind of looked on my heart and I said, why? Well, I'm going to put my hope in God because I'm going to yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you. Listen to that. From the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. He's up there in the north of Palestine. He's far from the sanctuary. And the water spouts are all coming out, forming the Jordan. And he said, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. My bones suffer mortal agony, verse 10. People are saying to me, where is your God? And I'll say, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Are you discouraged? Are you depressed? Start talking to yourself and putting your trust in your God. I've been depressed. (laughs) I remember in 1970, I came to the end of myself. I think I really had an undeclared nervous breakdown. In those days, you didn't have enough money to have a psychiatrist call it that. You just had them. They weren't glorious. You just had them. I was spent. I was shot. I was sick all the time. I'd spent four years in this school. I, I had no money. I, had, I, I never got over one cold. It seemed like it always going into another. And then all kinds of things were changing in my life. And I mean, I, I was down and out. I could not function. And God, to add... Misery to woe, I moved to Fresno 
to pursue a master's program, and I thought, this is going to be terrible. I'm moving away from my family and everyone I know, and in that nine to ten months I was there, it was a backside of the desert where all I did was ride a bike. I couldn't read a book for four months. I was spent. I was changing theologically. I thought, I'll never be able to run with the people I've been running with. But I put my hope in God, and I will yet praise him. And out of that year, I came up here and started a church 30 years ago. My wife and I were so depressed one time. She was medicated, and all I could do was sleep. I had no energy, and I thought it was all over. And I read this psalm, when I am down and out. I will encourage myself in the Lord. I will put my hope in Jehovah God. He started a work in me. He's kept all of his promises. I will hope in God. He will revive me. He will give me a future. A song for depression. When you're in depression, God's got a song for you. Hope in God. Trust in God. It's not over. God can restore you in a moment. He can bring back energy. He can bring back hope, bring back a future. Here's a man saying, God's got a song when your heart's broken and you never think you'll make it again. He's got a song for the discouraged. Look at uh, Psalm 73. I know most of you have never had these emotions, but just bear with me. Are you kidding? Sometimes you don't know when you got discouraged. You've just lived discouraged. Listen to Psalm 73. Do you ever get discouraged when the wicked on your job are doing better than you? Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. And I know I'm going over time, but bear with me. You should not have put the roast on. I can't help it. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from the burdens common to man. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Their cloth, they clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts come iniquity. The evil conceits of their minds know no limits. They scoff. They speak with malice. In their arrogance, they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongue takes possession of the earth. Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, how can God know? Does the Most High have knowledge? Get out of here. God doesn't know what I'm doing, and it's none of his business. And I saw that arrogance, and I said, I'm over here living for God. I'm over here trying to be moral. I'm over here trying to be honest with my taxes. I'm not going up in the company. They keep slapping my hand. I'm serving God for nothing. I want out. I'm fed up. I can be as good a crook as the rest of them. He said, verse 15, if I had said I will speak thus, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it was oppressive to me until I went to church. I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Surely you placed them on slippery ground. 
You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors, as a dream when one awakes. So when you arise, O Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. He's saying, God, show me the end of the wicked. And when I saw their end, it cured me of envying them at the present. The party's going to be over someday. And the judge of the universe has not been deceived. And you can look around and see the arrogant of the wicked and get discouraged about your trials and your assignments. But he says, it'd be better to have a life with some pain and eternal bliss than to have a life free from pain as the arrogant and spend eternity lost away from God. So I got cured of being all downcast and discouraged at how good the wicked were doing. Someday, the mafia will be no more. Someday, bin Laden will be no more. Someday, you'll hear Herod say, I live like an emperor of Rome, but I miss the Son of God. Pilate will say, I drank, I had my fill, and Herod could say, I can kill the greatest prophet that ever lived in John the Baptist, and Pilate could say, just think, I sent the king of glory to a cross, but someday... The weakest child of God that died under persecution in China with a bamboo spear through his heart would say, I've got him forever. I suffered only a little here. And now I've, that's why you don't want to martyr Christians. You're just rushing them to heaven. It gets better for us. Keep us alive. Because when we die, you can't reach us anymore. You can destroy our bodies, but you can't destroy our souls. A song for the doubting. Look at Psalms 103. Is this on the top 10 chart in your life? I I just, a guy sent me, this is so non-spiritual, I'm almost ashamed, but a a guy, you may have got this on the internet. It was some top 25 songs. When you leave me, walk backwards, so I think you're walking in. (laughs) I mean, these are two uh, country songs. These are the names. Her teeth was stained, but her heart was pure. (laughs) Or one, uh, how can I miss you if you won't go away? (laughs) And and this one, I don't know whether to kill myself or go bowling. Uh, I keep forgetting I forgot about you. Or this one, I liked you better before I knew you so well. Oh, I love this one. I still miss you, baby, but my aim's getting better. (laughs) Or this one, I wouldn't take her to a dog fight because I'm afraid she'd win. (laughs) Oh, I mean, these these songs move your heart. Uh, I've got tears in my ears from lying on my back and crying over you. Oh, I mean, it's terrible. This one was a terrible one. My wife ran off with my best friend, and I sure do miss him. <laughs> you know, it's bad. It's bad. That's just a little refresher, just to give you a break. Why I love country. Ah, uh, a song for the doubting, Psalms 103. I, I'm just giving you helicopter views. We can't uh, delve into all of these, but... This psalm written by David, a psalm that says, uh, God, God can forgive you of anything and forget it. He says, uh, 
verse 3, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Verse 8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, as far so far has he removed our transgressions from us. I was with a man about 45 years of age this week. Walked away from God and now he's been back with the Lord several years. And one day he asked me, he says, how can I get over the regrets? He said, I, I, I put faith in God when I was a young boy and then he said, I, I walked away and, and all the stuff I did when I walked away, the crop keeps coming in. The memory is still there. Uh, maybe children I didn't want are out there and, and women I used are out there and, and deeds. He said, uh, he said how, how do you ever get it behind you? I said, do you doubt that the grace of God is greater than your sin? Do you doubt that God can forgive greater than you can sin? (laughs) That where sin did abound, grace did much more overflow. I said, did you know that in God's book, in his ledger, he keeps a record of every sin a person does, and all who die without Christ will have all their sins listed before them. But for the child of God, when God opens the ledger of your life, he can see nothing but bloodstains. For he said he took the ordinances that we had broken and he took them to his cross and he blotted them out through his death. And there's nothing on the page about abortion for this girl. It's been blotted out. When she stands before God, there won't be anything about this sin, that sin, that sin that you might remember, you may hold against her and the devil will accuse her. But God says, I remove them as far as the east is from the west. Grace, grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't pastor this church. You don't go to West County if you don't believe God is greater than sin. You haven't caught God off guard with your sin. I want to tell you the death of his son could have bought a million worlds over. That's how powerful his death was. That's how much it means to God. I'm not telling you to sin. I'm telling you there is a remedy. And here the psalmist is saying, when I recall all my sins, grace, is it enough? And God's telling him, I'm compassionate. I'm forgiving. I will never bring it up again. You need to learn to quit bringing it up. I had a man tell me one time in this church, he said, tell me every week, tell me every week about the grace of God for I've had enough guilt, it can keep me buried. Just from the past. Guilt can bury us. But we've got to keep hearing God's grace, God's forgiveness. You keep naming that sin you did. You keep naming this, and God keeps saying, I've chosen not to even remember it. Which one? God has chosen to forget some things, and he wants you to do it. He wants you to say, I remember the cross.
I remember the time I believed. That's when your history began. The slate's clean. Don't ever doubt it. And when you do, run to Psalms 103. What a great place. Finally, I'm not done. I'm just stopping. Huh? This is so good. You want me to go another hour, but I just, I want to spare you. You can at least amen that, folks. There's nothing boring. You can't learn anything boring. Some of you, your eyes just crossed. I just saw it. That's okay. It always reminds me of that cross-eyed disc thrower. Never want to meet, but he kept the audience awake. So that's okay. That's a good line if you got it. Uh, Psalms 23. A song for the dying. A song for the dying. You know what's happening in Valley Bible? We're getting a bunch of folks who's getting ready to die. You can't be around here 80 years and not be close to eternity. They're failing. Moves my heart. Let's see. The years roll over people. And it kind of scares me. My old daddy used to tell us boys, he says, remember what you are, I was. And what I am, you will be. Because he always looked healthy, even at 63. But he'd say, you know, the young studs. And I said, now remember, I used to be fast. I used to do that. But you're going to be like me someday. That's why I never wanted my brothers to go into ironwork. He says, this won't look fun when you're 45. Pick something easier. Psalms 23, when you're dying, what song do you want sung? The Lord is my pastor. The word shepherd is the word pastor. Shepherd, pastor. It's my favorite title. Sometimes people say, what do you like to be called? Well, I've been called many things. But, but I love pastor. Now, now, the chief pastor is Jesus. We're just stagehands. We work for him. But I love that word pastor. And here the psalmist is saying, the Lord has been my pastor. I don't lack in anything. I always say, if you don't like our staff, run to Jesus. He'll treat you a lot better. And he knows your name. I forget him. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Or you'll be taking a lunch break and won't even know I'm dying. Or, or you'll be on the new phone system that you can't get a voice. No, I'll fear no evil. For you will be with me when I'm dying. When the shadows come, you don't flee because you're the light of the world. Shadows don't intimidate light. Your rod and your staff... They comfort me. You see, the devil will rush in when you're dying and produce a lot of fear. But when you know your shepherd's there, he can tell the devil, you back off from a dying saint because precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the righteous. And that's when Jesus says, I will put my own to sleep. We die through the intermediate agency of Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 4. When you die, it's going to be the most precious moment in your life. What would you sing? Did I bring in a song book? Did I lose? I thought I had a song book from the first service, maybe. I didn't. I, I wanted to uh, read the words uh, of Tommy Dorsey's songs. Any song book around? A uh, African-American evangelist 
was out holding meetings, and he left his wife in Chicago. She was pregnant, and they thought the baby would be born any day. And he was in these meetings, and he got a message. Get home quick. Your wife's in crisis. Might lose the baby. So he left the meetings, and he got back up to Chicago. And when he got there, she did lose the baby. And while he was kneeling next to her bed trying to comfort her, he lost her. And sorrow came over his soul like sea billows. And I heard him give this testimony. I saw a documentary on Thomas Dorsey. And he said, while I was kneeling there and, and her body began to turn cold, and he lost a baby and a wife, and he's thinking, what, what's he going to do? He was exhausted. He was spent. He said, the Lord just rolled and gave him these words. And this is what he wrote. wrote Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on. Help me stand. I am tired. I am weak. I am worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. When my way grows drear, precious Lord, linger near. When my life is almost gone, Hear my cry, hear my call. Hold my hand lest I fall. Take my hand. Precious Lord, lead me home. Isaiah 41, 13 says, I am the Lord who takes hold of you by the right hand. Hank Williams wrote, I saw the light. Sold millions of copies. When he was dying, uh, Minnie Pearl from Grand Ole Opry was next to his bed. They were longtime friends. But Hank Williams was not a believer. He was a hard-drinking, carousing guy. And while he's dying in that hospital bed, he said to Minnie Pearl, there ain't no light, Minnie. There's no light in this room. You see, he'd never put his faith in the light of the world. And he didn't have any light when he's getting ready to pass from this life to the next. I'd like to say this to you. You may be tormented today by demonic spirits. You may be tormented by the guilt of your sins, the shame of your past, and you don't know where to get rid of it. You're paying out money to counselors and drugs and everything else, and all you need is an appointment with Jesus. Because Jesus, what he's done for Cheryl, what he's done for me, what he's done for the many folks in this building, what he's done for them, he wants to do for you. He's a master at forgiving sins. No sin he can't forgive. And he wants you to become his child. Now, we don't know where you are in your journeys. Did you notice this? Did you pick this up uh, when you came in? I want you to help us out here. We don't want to intimidate you, but we need to find out something about you. We're going to have our ushers pick this up. Uh, maybe today you'd like to put faith in Christ and become a believer. Maybe you'd already done it before this meeting. We want you to tell us where you are on the spiritual pilgrimage, where you're going. I place my faith in Christ before today. We'd like to know that. I would like to trust Christ for eternal life. I'm not ready to put my faith in Christ. And if you've checked that, you might let us know down here in part three. Would you pray for me? I'd like to have a Bible study to know more. Would someone contact me?
or you may have a question. Do you want a video about Christ? Do you need a Bible? If you'll let us know, we'll be glad to help you because Christ was to save you. You don't have tomorrow. You only have today. The Savior is standing and waiting to come into your heart. And all you've got to do is say, take me like I am. I want to receive Jesus Christ by faith. And if the Spirit of God has been working in your heart, today is your day to be saved. We're going to have some of our pastors and counselors stand in the front as we sing. And uh, if you're here, you have any questions, come see us. And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our program today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the broadcast has encouraged you, has ministered to your walk and relationship with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can contact us. By phone, obviously the easiest, 855-833-9864. Again, simply call 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue. Suite 278, Hercules, California, 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available, again, there at truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also be able to find out more about Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, who we are, what we believe, worship times, directions, and the like. Again, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, simply call 855-833-9864. Would you also bear in mind this radio broadcast is available through listener support. As you link arms with us financially, we are able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. So please consider that as you contact us. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.